This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. G'day listeners, welcome to the best of the week. And we started early and we spoke to the former Rams running back, my man, you know him as Todd, I know him as Toddy, Toddy Gurley. I'm pleased to say the great Todd Gurley joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. G'day, Todd. What's up? How y'all doing? How you going, mate? You've been out here a couple of weeks. What have you been up to? Oh, nothing, man. Just traveling around. Um... You know, hanging out a little bit. Um, what did I do? I went to the Australia <laughs> Zoo. Oh, uh, yeah, it was good. Um, Melbourne Cup. Oh, I had you like that. Oh, um, yes. I feel like I done did everything, to be honest with you. Oh, but, right. no, it was cool. I had a good time. I had a good time. Um, Toddy, so, my understanding, you were down in Coogee today. What was happening down in uh, the beautiful Coogee Beach? Man, you want me to keep it real with you? I have no idea. I think they were just watching the Rams game, and uh, the kids were doing, like, just like a flag football game, but just more just for fun. Now, Todd, I imagine that um, the Australian press, as we're really doing in a way now ourselves, talking yeah, about this. Yeah, I didn't this, even know we were getting are... on. They just hand me a phone like a minute ago, like, oh, you got to interview. I'm like, What? <laughs> well, what about has everyone asked you about the rugby league in Vegas and what are your thoughts there oh yeah yeah I think it'll be cool um, I might have to go check it out I might have to come check it out mm-hmm. I'm going over Y'all there, going? Uh, I'll yeah, be going there. Hey, I do like that because I feel like a lot of people uh, this is definitely an excuse for all of us to travel to Vegas I mean <laughs> but I feel like it's it's been a good opportunity for a lot of people, um, especially for media and stuff like that. Y'all been able to, like, y'all going to Las Vegas. How long y'all going for? <laughs> I'll be going for – I'm going in December, Todd, and then I'm going to go back in February when the game's on. Where's three oh, places – Oh, look at you. Oh, Toddy, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Toddy, where's the three places I should be going? Like, which bars? In Vegas. In Vegas. Give me – just give me three of your favorites. Well, it's going to be cold, man. Mm, it's all right. Well, mm, I don't know. It depends where you're staying. I usually stay at the Aria. Yeah, um, okay. I'll stay there. I usually, I'll, I'll stay there as well. I mean, it, it depends. Um, <laughs> man, look, you know, because you can do everything in Vegas, right? You know, it's just it's just one of the best places in the world. The pools won't be open. I do no. know that. Yeah. Um, oh, it's such a blur every time I go there. Alibi. <laughs> Alibi, <laughs> Alibi is, is in Aria. Um, yeah. Food-wise, man, Vegas got all the best food. But I love going to Catch and Delilah. Delilah, right. Delilah is cool. Is Delilah um, a, a restaurant or is it like exotic dances? It's like a lounge. Yeah, it's, it, it is. <laughs> it's like have, no, Toddy, no, I'll be ringing no, you up. What, Toddy, what's no, your what, what's that no. number? I'll be, I'll, be call, I'll be calling you when I'm in Vegas, Toddy. So, <laughs> Me, so, you, and Delilah. So, so Delilah is more of a... Um, it's more of a restaurant, but it's kind of like your old school, like how they have like the burlesque style where the, where oh, the girls yes. have like the feathers yeah. and they're dancing and stuff. Like, but it's it's you know it's in Vegas, so it's like yes. on steroids, right? Like yes. they try to do everything <laughs> everything big. Um, now in the, in the other places, that's you know Spearmint Rhino, but we will talk about that another time. 
No, nah, that's but, fine. Um, we got one here in Melbourne. If you're not doing much, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I heard that. I heard. I seen, no, I seen it. Actually. I seen it. Hey, I seen it. Yeah. You've been there, Tony. Like, a lot. What? They world. I'm like they worldwide. Yeah. yeah <laughs> hey, Todd. Well, yeah, you word. can't go wrong in Vegas. Sorry, man. Hey, Todd. We've been watching your highlights, right? And, and your style of game and this game of rugby league that everyone's talking about. How would you go, honestly, if, if one of the teams said, "Hey, Todd, just come and play one game for us." How would you go? Would you enjoy that? No. Because <laughs> I, I wish I could just play the one game, but I got to train. Now I got to train yeah. a month before that to get ready. So, yeah, I'm more of a man. You know, I'm more of a management guy. Just put me on the side and let me talk stuff. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, Tony, you ready for Todd, you're out here as, I suppose, an ambassador for flag football because we know it's going to be in the Olympic Games in Los Angeles. Um, tell us, at the, are you out here trying to get Australians involved or why? what's the trip out here for? Well, I mean, it's another excuse for me to travel the world, right, and see a bunch yeah. of places that I haven't. So how can I put this? So basically the NFL, right, they bid it on a territory. So the Australia territory is the Eagles and the Rams okay. so last year I came out here last year I came out here they've been doing so they've been doing the flag you know how the NFL have been kind of pushing the flag narrative and stuff like that I feel yep. like um, mm-hmm. so they're doing flag football championships and this year they added New Zealand as well so the winners I think it's just like um, year 12 um, but I think so the winners gets to go play in the Pro Bowl. Last year it was in Las Vegas. This year it's in Orlando. Oh, so okay. The, the, yeah, so now they get to go play against all the other championship winners in the States. But then also um, I think they're doing it in like eight other countries. So I, I think it's just a good opportunity for, you know, kids to play it. And if they win, they get a chance to go to America for free. So, um, And then for me, it was like, all right, well – this is supposed to be the Rams territory, and like I said, I ain't, I've been to Australia one time last year, but that was more kind of on the behalf of the NFL. So, um, man, like I said, it was an opportunity for me to travel the world, so I wasn't going to turn that down. But then also an opportunity to, you know, grow the grow the game of, of, of football. I know when people see it, they can see it's kind of like um, a harsh game and a lot of contact, but. You know, that's the good thing about flag, right? You don't have to start off with tackle right away. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been cool. I've been trying to – it seems like the kids already pretty much know it because y'all got to – y'all have athletic um, ability already just from AFL and NRL. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I like it, man. Um, y'all can, I can say one thing, though. Y'all kids do know how to catch out here. Like, y'all know how to catch. Like, everybody know how to catch. All oh, right, catch the ball. Yeah, cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, a lot of kicking games, a lot of passing games, cricket, and... a lot of cricket. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's good. I'm up here and uh, in, um, I'm in Sydney right now. The Swans facility. They any good? Oh, yeah, not really, mate. That's a pretty ordinary sport. That would be the product. It'll probably be comparing Toddy uh, NFL to say, say the La- Lions. La- lacrosse. You know, you like lacrosse. Oh, that, so that's what no. AFL is to us, to NRL. Oh, lacrosse. dang, for real? Yeah, you don't want to get involved with AFL, Toddy. Oh, my. But, but I thought they were bigger. No, 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 no. Not in Sydney. Not in Sydney at all.
That oh, wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't nah, even be allowed into Spearmint Ryan. NRL is, yeah, yeah. So oh, if you play yeah. NRL, oh, Todd, if you play NRL, <laughs> you get a gold pass. You get a gold pass to, to Spearmint Rhino. If you play AFL, you, you don't even get in. I don't, I don't want a gold pass. I want a platinum no. pass. Oh. Yeah, well, you need to get NRL. NRL's your key. That's right. So, so we're chatting to um, Todd Gurley. Now, this bloke, right, three seasons with over 1,000 yards rushing, 67 total touches. I think it's more than that, in fact. Three-time Pro Bowler, NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 2017. And you're talking about what? Spearmints. Spearmint Rhino. He's going to get... <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you retire, man. You get to that's you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor now. That's right. That's so, it. Toddy, you're, you're only a year out, right? You're a year out uh, from nah, retirement. Nah, I'm like three years out. Three years out, right? Okay. Yeah, I've been so, done. Yeah, this is my third year. How old are you, Toddy? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine? Did you? Because that seems yeah. young. Did you get like do down it? Now, Todd, just before we let you go, I've got to, I'm going to put this audio to you. And, Brian, you're very good at this sort of stuff. Mm. We, we have this segment, Todd, that is A-grade or Michael. Michael is what, Brian? Michael. So, Michael is someone who is just fantastic. Comes you, from you, Mickey Mouse, Grouse. Yeah, but how would I put it in American terminology? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's the man. He's the man. He's the man. The other bloke, <laughs> and if you're an A-grade, you're a douchebag. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so Mike McDaniels, uh. and, and the reason I include you in on this, uh, Todd, <laughs> is because Mike McDaniels, this is in reference to uh, him being a running back coach. Listen to this audio. This is oh, how yeah, Mike McDaniels. With the, with the girl, right? Yeah, let's have a listen to this, and I want both your verdicts on the other side of it. Okay. okay. 2010, he's the running backs coach. They blow out Omaha. They go to the, a nightclub to celebrate one of the running backs that he coaches is dancing with a girl and mike says listen you're not dancing with her anymore or you're not playing with his team next year so the guy says what can i do so the mcdaniel starts dancing with him that's the beginning of the story four years later they're married katie that's how he met her hey you get off i'm dancing with her right (laughs) Al Michaels in commentary. Where do we stand here? Cool, wait, wait, not wait, cool. Wait, 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 what was he the running back coach? He was the running back coach. Yes. Oh, he don't got no pool. He can't no. decide who's going to be on the team. Oh. <laughs> barely, barely he knew if he had a job or not. Okay. Um, so, yeah, can you say, as, Toddy? As, as I, would, I would call it simping. I call it simping. Okay, so he's an A grade? Is, is McDaniels an A grade? Douchebag. Douchebag. Nah, just a simp and a sucker. Just yeah. a sucker. Okay. But it worked out well. Mm. It worked out well because sometimes yeah, they say. Yeah, I mean, he did marry love it first, He did. Yeah, marry. love at first sight. Yeah, did I'm you, not going to lie. I can't, I can't fault the guy for being aggressive either. Did you nah. have experience like, that? You know, threaten the dude to say all that. Like, I just a little bit too much. Like, I probably would have, like. Toddy. And it, you do know, you it had to be a guy that wasn't playing. <laughs> it had to be a guy who wasn't playing because he wouldn't have said that to the starting running back. He wouldn't have said that to you. Imagine if nah, Sean McVay said that to you one day. To, to, How would that have gone down if Sean McVay said I that to you? I want to ask Toddy a question. Toddy, do you believe in love at first sight? Like Mikey McDaniels <laughs> obviously does? No, I don't. No, no. Uh, You've got to have to spend a little bit of time no. with him. Do y'all? Nah, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I see, you know, you see people, you know, you might be at Spearman Rhino and you might fall yeah. in love at first sight. <laughs> ah, you could, especially when they get the But is it really love? Well, That's be. right. Okay, final thing. <laughs> to get Todd, less than 500 bucks, it is. It's love. Oh, <laughs> Todd, yeah. We, 
<laughs> Tom, Tom, we, we love the fact that you've jumped us uh, onto our show at such late notice. But one final thing I need to... I really need to ask of this of you. Um, to, we're talking to Todd Gurley, who's a champion NFL player. Todd, have you ever had somebody who you've never met in your life call you Toddy so much? <laughs> Brian, you call him Toddy oh, about no, 50 not, times. Yeah. Hot Toddy. No, that's... No, that's that's all the Australian lingo. That's like yeah. Toddy, 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 Toddy. Yeah, the T-Man, um, the T-Bone, like, the T-Switch, the T-Ball. Like, man, yeah, that's like, that's when I know someone's from Australia, when they give me a nickname right away. And it doesn't matter. It's the women and the, the men. Like, everybody yeah. just like Toddy, Toddy. Like, it's just the Australian way. I like it, though. It's good energy. Yeah, oh, good on you, Toddy. Well, well, we're going to get our listeners to listen back. I, yeah. I reckon the count would have been thirty times you called him Toddy, and you've never met the bloke, uh, Todd. My brother, Gurley, <laughs> champion of the NFL. Thanks for being on the run home with Joel and Fletch. You're a champion. Oh, uh, thank you, fellas. Appreciate y'all having me, man. Have a great day. Welcome back to the best of the week. Sports day was on Monday. We spoke to Sats and Rat. We had a great wearers, but Queensland and the Finnish skiing team have a frozen penis, apparently. Rat, where have you been? Oh, oh, oh don't get don't get him started. <laughs> I've just been living the dream. So I'm like you, um, Fletch. I, I'm contracted to do a number of shows, and yes, you oh. know, I just you know, I just I've, I'm fulfilling my obligations. There's your A grade right there. Uh, Step <laughs> forward, contractor. Matt Rogers. No, but hang on. But no, I knew I know that, Rat. Yeah. But I, I wanted to know where did you go? Did you go away? Did nah. you do it just oh, sitting around? Yeah, I, I went to. Where did they go? Yeah, I went up to the sunny coast for five days. Oh, sure. and, uh, Mate, Todd Gurley started better than you. Yeah, it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> I, have noticed, I have noticed, Rat, that you're uh, back on your uh, your quest to get your lawn back. Uh, ship, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ship shape. looking. Oh, mate, it looks spectacular. I just mowed yeah. it today. Mowed it today, and I'm I'm very impressed. Walked on it bare feet. How good's freshly cut lawn bare feet? Only when it's buffalo. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Buffalo... That's no. a that's a lazy man's no, no, lawn, no. lazy man's lawn, Buffalo. But I I must admit, a couple of years mm. ago it mm. was looking fantastic. You've dropped the ball a little bit. Oh, oh mate, I, I dropped the ball huge, huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Um, about eighteen months of no love, no care. But uh, I tell you, it's come good. It's come yeah, good. I, t- I, tell about, I tell you about love. I tell you about love. Uh, an angry wife's wild brothel protest after husband's sex binge. A wife mm. is threatened to protest outside a brothel in the Gold Coast. Now, I don't know which one it is, but after her husband sp- spent six grand on a seven-hour bender, sex bender, the man yeah. attended the Pentagon Grand where he had a dalliance with two sex workers and paid for service Upgrades, including fetishes and fantasies. So the brothel owner, Susan Pfeiffer, told the Gold Coast Bulletin the man paid for the first hour with cash because he didn't want his wife to know. Smart. But when he wanted to continue the X-rated bonk bonanza, he tried to do so using a bank transfer, but eventually ended up a credit card. Ah, with a pen- that's, where he's been, that's where he's been caught. So anyway, the wife blew up. She obviously found out, and she... Uh, threatened to protest outside the venue. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> we've t- the, the brothel owner, the madam, madam said, we're, we've told her she's welcome to peacefully protest on public property, but <laughs> if we have any concerns for safety, we would have to call the police. Hey, Is she what doing about the right thing here? Is she doing fletching? the right thing here? Protesting? Yeah. 
Protesting. Fletcher, you know, mm. what about in that story you're talking about? And that's Ridgey You know, usually he throws yeah, you know, no, Queensland, yeah, yeah. Queensland suburbs. But this is Ridgey Didge. Yeah. But what about the rap for the guy? That one of the one of the lines in the uh, story says, after seven hours, the sex workers said they were too tired to continue, and the man left. Yeah. <laughs> he's had a he's had a big day, but she shouldn't be shouldn't she be protesting with him? It's not. Of course, it's not that. Yeah, 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 it's, it's on him, one hundred percent. Protest yeah. by locking the changing the locks. <laughs> yeah, or protest at, at his work easy. and say he's a sec a seven hour sex binge. Boys, yeah. I reckon <laughs> serial protesters. Yeah. Heavily over indexes A grades. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Here's another yeah. one, boys. Here's another yeah. one. Um, this came through on the email, boys. My girlfriend is pregnant. But no one can understand why I'm not super excited to become a dad. What they and my girlfriend have no idea about is that years ago I suffered an injury that rendered me infertile. I'm not oh, sure of my next no. move. Mm. Please help. Oh, yes. That's a dear oh, Jared. Wow. Yeah. See, see where the conundrum uh, here is that, well, he can't, for his girlfriend, provide children. Well, he's nice. just. But at the same stage, she's having well, a dalliance. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So she's obviously played up. Oh, you think? Well, well, don't Sherlock. How'd you land on that conclusion? <laughs> well, you just take, well, well, because you oh. explained it to me twice. Oh, oh maybe. Oh, I know what you're saying, Rat. I know what you're going, Rat. You're thinking Goldie Horn when she had a dally onto the alien. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's what you're hoping for, Rat Man. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you thought we didn't understand uh, their. Um, Jolly, just by having yeah. to explain it twice, and I thought, no, no, well, yeah, yeah we fair. get it. She's obviously had a an yeah. affair. So what does he do? Yeah. I mean, he's got to call hey, her out, like far yeah. out. Hey, Rat, I mean, is six is six grand a lot at a brothel? Like to spend <laughs> six thousand a? I'm just trying to. Can I can I say? I do have a mate that owns one that, up here. That Pentagon Grand. Yeah, I know. Who we it is. know him. Yeah. His name's Neil. He's a yeah. champion guy. Mate, he came on our end of season tour in Vegas. Well, he was actually. <laughs> He wanted to be a sponsor in the first couple of years of the mm. Titans, and we said, "Well, he sponsored us." Yeah, but he couldn't sort of <laughs> no, sponsor he, he, outwardly, could he? He paid for the boys to go to Vegas, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it was nice. Um, nice was that part Step of your contract? Contract This was back in the days when you could you do remember, whatever you wanted. Rad, I don't know whether you can remember. And guys, back when the Titans first started, he wanted to be a like a, a full time sponsor, and we thought, oh, "We've got to try and find a way that you can be <laughs> sponsored, but you can't sort of." outwardly be sponsoring it. And part of the deal was, can you remember he wanted to try and make a room like a Gold Coast Titans room and the ladies dressed as a cheerleader? I'll tell you what he, he did. He just can't do I'll it. I'll tell you what he no. did. And the Titans won't get in trouble now. And Surely's not because it was all okay. Oh, yeah. Well, it was okay. What he did was for every point we scored on the ladder, so if we scored, if he gave us two grand for the end of season trip. So okay. if we if we... One had a win, four grand goes into the kitty. Mate, we had a good year that year. We had about you said you were the football manager at the time. Did you did you sign off on this? You don't need to drop that in as well. <laughs> did he go with his so, mate, we yeah, well what happened was, you know, like in about round eight, every player's coming. And then um well, when I say coming, I mean coming on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> every player's coming on the trip. <laughs> and you know, two weeks before we go on the trip, about eight players pull out. You know, their wives are like, yeah, yeah you're not going. Um, so we've got 
all this extra cash, so he ends up jump, he ends up jumping on and. and can't, like, I'm not I, sure where there's a statute of limitations. I literally, I literally got on the, I literally got on the, on the plane. Uh, he he came along with us, and I had about fifteen grand where I just handed ca- like wads of cash to each player. So there's your punning money. Everything's paid for. Neil's here to look after us as well, so it's all on. So it was, uh, it was a good trip. Oh, wow. That, what, the the days. Did you ever get that? And they outlawed it. I noticed that it was a bit of a fundraiser for like trips away where you'd get uh, fans to sit in on the photo, the team photo. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And you, you know, you charge them a hundred bucks, whatever it was. Mate, we did that too. Yep. We yeah. Did we used to be able to sit in the coach's box mm. during the game and yeah. be in the dressing room. Yeah. Another one. They were good days. Yep. You'd get, well, you had, you'd get all the rookies to go and sell raffle tickets that weren't yeah. playing. <laughs> it wasn't life simpler, and you'd go up to the Ocean Blue. Oh, mate. Up the Gold yeah, well, Coast. Ian has got a lot to answer for. <laughs> he <laughs> does. <laughs> he we, does. We've all been to a lot of footy days, right? Like footy luncheons yeah. and fundraisers. Yeah. I found out on the weekend, and I reckon it makes a lot of sense. A lot of the AFL fraternity up there, Kazali, mm. they don't do the footy days how we do them quite often. They just right. run comedy nights. Yep. So yep. They'll, just put, yep. they'll just put on a night and have two or three comedians like there. Like Craig McLaughlin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. to one of those. Yeah, but that makes sense, Yeah. Do, do you remember yeah, the yeah. Crown and Anchor nights you'd, you'd no. play? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. mm. hey, card um, night, is I it? Went, yeah. Went yeah. to a function the, on... The prawn and... Prawn yeah, and yeah, rat. Sorry, six grand. Sorry, Matt. Please continue. We went to a function on Saturday. Yeah, nice prawns there. Yeah. That were good prawns. Yeah, they were good. Maybe we should ask Wayne Bennett the coaches. Rat. That's not, I reckon, that's not out of the realms. <laughs> Wayne Bennett, the coach Wayne of New South Wales. Yep. No way. <laughs> he wouldn't be coach England. He wouldn't okay. be allowed past the border again. It would actually Did make that. a mock of State of Origin. No, it wouldn't. It would. If, if Wayne Bennett, of all people. Mock this. We, <laughs> 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 it'd be like being born in Carimbar and playing for mock Queensland. Like, like it's just Or Papua New Guinea. Y- yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're at it again, this team. It, it, last time this incident happened, it was a Swede. A Swedish cross-country skier was left fearing for his manhood as he sustained a frozen penis in an event in Finland. Penis? This man's grabbing my penis? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. You said that, that in Warburton? Well, what about his name? This, the, the name's apt, isn't it? Kelly I, I want you to Arson. like me for me, not because I have a penis. Give <laughs> oh, yes. up. Yes. Uh, well done, Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, half arson, or half you know what, told the media he had to spend 10 minutes heating his appendage in a tent where competitors warm up post-race. The World Cup event took place in the town of Ruka, inside the Arctic Circle, and temperature dropped to minus 15 before the 20-kilometre main event. Speaking to Swedish outlet Expressen, after recovering, the 34-year-old said, I have frozen my penis, for real. Damn, I had to lie in there, warm up tent, for 10 minutes to warm it up. It hurts so much, so damn much. It's terrible. It's lucky that I'm going to have my second child because this is going to be difficult in the future if I'm going to continue like this. Or he would have said it like Tony Glastaffin. It's great. What would he have said? He would have said, if I'm going to have a future in the team, we can tell it. Asked if he could describe the pain. Harfison replied, no. Those who know, they know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Well, surely they could have, um, you know... When you go skiing or you go somewhere cold, you can put the stuff in your gloves and your yeah. shoes, the, those little heat pads. Could you put your heat pad down? Oh, I reckon I just go, what I do down the is just the white bread. Yeah. Keep that, keeps it nice On and... On that sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you wrap that white bread around I've told you what you do. You just get it and you just try it around like that. <laughs> you got to do that. Squeeze, what? Squeeze. What is oh, that? Oh, dear. 
Welcome back to the best of the week, and this was an absolute beauty. True Crime Tuesday, and we had Gary Jubilant, uh, who has his own podcast, and he's got a new one coming up. And, of course, my nemesis, Mark Bosnich from Stan Sport. True Crime Tuesday, and now we've finally made it, I reckon, Yes. with this bloke. What about this bloke, ladies and gentlemen? 34 years in the police force, including 25 years in homicide investigation. That is a quarter of a century experience in armed hold-up squad, organised crime squad. He was a big part of the William Tyrrell investigation. Uh, and, uh, well, he's left the force but still wants to make a huge difference. And he's doing exactly that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to the man, Gary Jubilant. Welcome to the run home with Joel and Fletch. Gaz, g'day. How are you guys? Going good. You look, good. you look great, Gaz. How old are you? Uh, I'm 60. Gosh. No way! Far yeah. out! Yeah. <laughs> What's the secret then? Yeah. What's the secret? Uh, living good, a good life. No, I have, I have no idea. I, I train, train all the time. I, uh, yeah, I've, I've always, always trained, so that yeah. sort of keeps me, keeps me sane. But saying that, like, I like to uh, let the hair down a little bit. Don't make a comment. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> when, when I say let the hair down. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So for but, our listeners, there's not much on top. Uh, for, yeah, but for uh, Gaz. Yeah, just uh, enjoying life. I yeah. think. And you love your surfing, guys, do you? Yeah, I don't surf as much as I uh, would like to, and my ability is probably, well, my estimation of my ability is probably above as you, you get on in life a little bit. It's a little bit harder to get up on the on the feet, but we still uh, still have a go, a few mates that we catch up with. Um, Gary, let's talk about the podcast. So when you, the first time you sat down with a crook? Yep. Let me say crook? Yeah, you can say crook. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, these colourful gentlemen, when yeah. they tell us, because I was listening to the one with Ron um, Isherwood. Isherwood. That yeah. was awesome. And you were saying, I can't, they were saying, because Ron was, was an old crook, yeah. and he goes, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking, talking to you. Did, did, yeah. Does it ever get a little bit hectic like us versus them? Oh, most definitely. And when, uh, when I went into the prison, and, like, normally if we go in as, as cops, you're separated from the prisons. But they gave me full access to the prison. And, yeah, it might come as a surprise, but I'm not the most popular person in the maximum security <laughs> yeah. prison, being a, a high-profile um, ex-cop coming in there. So there was, uh, there was a couple of uh, interesting times and, yeah, a bit of shit thrown my way. Not literally, but, you know, verbally. And uh, I, I found some people didn't want to talk to me, and I get it. Yeah, like, if they didn't have the shits with me because I put someone in or one of their friends in, they, they don't like the cops. And... Uh, so I had to respect that, but gradually the sort of barriers broke down and, OK, well, what are you doing walking around here? But I got some strange looks and, uh, yeah, it caused a bit of kerfuffle to so start this, with. This is the new podcast. Yeah. So uh, uh, well, I know we're going to get to that, but how did you come up with that idea of going into into prisons? and? Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned uh, Ron uh, Isherwood mm. and... Uh, on the I Catch Killers podcast, I've had a lot of you know, major league crooks, and uh, for whatever reason, we, we've sort of broken the peace deal, and they come on and talk talk to me, and uh, I hit, let them hear their side of it because true crime, and you know, this is True Crime Tuesday. Yes. It's not one yeah. one dimensional. No. It's uh, from you know, both sides. I know it from the police side, but let the bad guys or reform bad guys have their say, and. One of them told me, and it was Bernie Matthews, and he was the uh, longest-serving prisoner in Katingle. He was a uh, heavy dude. He spent 30 years armed robber, escapee, that type of thing. I became quite friendly with him after I left the cops. And he, he said to me, yeah, Gary, because he, he, he was dying. I was visiting him when he was dying. And uh, he's gone, yeah, in jail, if you, put, if you treat us like animals, we come out like animals. And that sort of got me thinking about, right. about that. 
I had some corrective services officers that I became friendly with, and they were telling me about this project up in Macquarie uh, Correctional Centre, up uh, at Wellington. And they said, we're doing things a bit differently in maximum security. We're letting prisoners live in a dorm, which maximum security prisoners living in a dorm, to me, that seemed like a recipe for disaster. And they said, and we, yeah, they've given more freedoms and they're, they're treated with a little bit, let's say, respect and humanity. So done with the cells, no cells. Yeah, but are these murderers? Yeah, yeah, oh. like the, the full, full range. Yeah, it's, uh, there's lifers in there. They're, these are the, it's maximum security. And uh, so you had the whole range of prisoners. But they said, well, why don't you come up and have a look? And uh, I, I've said, I'd, I'd love to if you think I'm not going to you know, cause a riot walking around there. And they said, no, you come in. We're not sure how they'll react, but they'll either talk to you or they won't talk to you. And uh, so I spent a couple of weeks up there and uh, had full access to the prison and just getting a sense of what was going on in, in there. Are you thinking that other jails might follow suit? Like, what's the success rate of these blokes coming out? Yeah, well, well part, part of the thing was about recidivism. In New South Wales, we've got a high recidivism rate. You go in jail, and the likelihood yeah. you're going to come back in the jail. And, you know, they, they want to break that cycle. This is getting them the skills that they don't come from this uh, jail. Let's call them the traditional jails, where, yeah, and prisoners were saying to me, you didn't know if you were coming back alive every time you stepped out your cell door. Yeah. And, you know, you're locked up for 18 hours a day. Then you meet these guys up at Macquarie Correctional Centre and they work for seven hours, uh, study for seven hours. They have access to the gym. Um, they've got a gym or a courtyard off their, off their uh, dorm and there's no lockdown to nine o'clock. They can go outside, see the stars. There's you know, bars over it, obvi obviously. Like They've got all the, the prevention, or protecting people not escaping. But they give them this freedom. And what I found amazing, this sort of broke me up. Normal jail conflict is resolved. Well, you imagine how a jail conflict yeah. is resolved. The, 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 there's bloodshed. With this, in the dorm, if they, yeah, they don't like you, Fletch, yeah. they'll, they'll go, OK, well, Joel and Gary have sort of voted you off the island. <laughs> they negotiate and just I, say... I'm out it's of quite the dorm. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it, they, they mediate and negotiate and, and all that. And these are, yeah, they're not just your, your run-of-the-mill nice guys, prisoners that shouldn't be in there. There's some heavy dudes in there, and that's the way they manage the prison. Gary, what about all this drama now with all the bikies and uh, this Middle Eastern crime going on? Do you just sit back and just think, thank God I'm not in the cops anymore? Or are you sitting back going, geez, I wish I was still there giving teeth into this? Look, I, I, I don't want to be that cop that's retired and still want to do yeah, something. Yeah. But between you and me, and if no one else is, is listening, yeah. there's times where I, I, I look that's at... That's correct, I, I, <laughs> Is he a rating? Gary, go back in time when you were like interviewing someone, a suspected murderer, or someone yeah. who's done a horrific crime. How do you keep you cool and not get up on the other side? Like, Because I'd imagine yeah. they'd be a smart-ass to I, you. Yeah, they do. And uh, I, I use one example, and I, I won't name the particular person, but he was a, a murdering pedophile, a really nasty piece of work, an evil human being. And I was interviewing him, and he's making admissions to the crime. And I could see he was trying to shock me, with, and it was horrific in yeah. what he was telling me. And he wanted, this was, he'd only been out of jail for a short time and he'd been in jail for abducting the young child and, and spent a lot of time in jail. Then got out, only out for a short time and he's done it again and, uh, and murdered someone this, this time. That was the highlight of his life. This was, he's going back to jail for the rest of his yeah. life and he wanted to go back and just fond memories. He was getting off when he was reliving the crime. The way, uh, yeah, you do, anyone would want to lean over and, and belt yeah. him. But 
your job as a detective is, is oh, no, obviously not to do that. And then you've let you're actually not doing your job. You, you you're stuffing up, and it's not the right thing to do. But the way I got at him was um, just ignore him. Yeah. Like he's telling me, and I'm treating it like it's a break and enter. And then the idiot sitting in the charge dock. And if you spend long enough in the room, you get this rapport with someone. Yeah, we've been in the room for four or five hours. I'm walking past, and he's looking at me, thinking I'm going to say something or yeah, growl at him or, or whatever. And I just ignored him, and it was, I think it was summer. So I just said to everyone in the police station, just ignore him, just ignore him. And we'd talk about the cricket or the football or whatever, and he's okay, just sitting yeah. there. Yeah. And there he is. This is a big moment in life, and we've just stolen away from you're him. You're not paying him for it. You're, you're, you're yeah. insignificant. We yeah. don't care about you. And, yeah, that's the way I got back. But to get back at him, answering your question first up, the best way you get back at him is just nail him with making sure it's a professional investigation so okay. there's no wiggle Right. Room. The great Mark Bozza Bosnich joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. Bozza, come in. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I hope you can hear me okay. I, I, was, I was watching the same game and I was just thinking, but that's not what VAR is meant to be because I think it's causing more issues or problems than it was brought in for at the moment. Like, I would love an explanation I from all the officials as to why they thought it was a penalty when nearly the whole world, including my friends at Three Steps Cafe and Bondi, thought the opposite. XMB. Yeah, absolutely spot on there, Fletch. <laughs> and there's, 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 there's a, I love, I love how you put it. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. How you put it later. Yeah. You're absolutely spot Super on late. because it wasn't brought into that. Hey, Boz. So Luke's text through, and he's he, now. This is not me. He wants to know. He said, "Can you please ask Mr. Bosnich his pesto recipe and his pasta of choice when you make your pesto?" Because you were talking, you were talking about that. You were talking my about that. This is not me. No, it's okay. We've, this done, we've done the majority the of what we're yeah. here for. No problem. My pasta of choice would. Look, I, I like to do that sauce. I've told you about that before, yes, Fletch. I, I like to do that that ragu sauce, mm. which takes oh. three to four hours. So I really like to do that. Yeah, but what about the pasta? You go on the shells. You go on the fettuccine. Oh, the penne, 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 penne. penne. Right, the shells yeah, are rank. I know spaghetti is the most popular pasta, but spaghetti is the most popular pasta. But if you speak to overwhelming amount of Italians, yeah. they'll say it's not the best pasta to use, especially with the sauces, because it doesn't stick to the, you know, the, the, the actual spaghetti doesn't you can, stick to the sauce properly. And you, and you can stick your angel hair, right, yeah. your angel hair pasta, <laughs> right up your ganaccio too. Because <laughs> I got no, I got no business with that. I got no business with angel hair. It, it doesn't taste like anything. So we've we've whacked angel hair. Yeah. We've we've whacked the Dennis Committee. Right. Yeah. We're all aboard the penne. Penne's we? the Aaron Mickey, penne. Because you need something to go through that little, yeah. little hole. Anyway. Welcome back to the best of the week, and well done, Brooksy, because these are two big hitters, and we got Mark Leishman and Paulie Warburg. Take a listen. Joining the run home, Brian with Joel and mm. Fletch is Mark Leishman. Welcome to the run home, Mark. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. How are you guys? Hey, we're outstanding. I'm good. We're outstanding. What a career you've had. Good. You turned pro in 2005. So from a pro point of view, mm-hmm. you're 18, mate. How does that feel? Yeah, it's uh, it's seems like it's uh, been been longer than that. Actually, it's uh, it's no, it's, it's been a good um, a good run for me. Um, but hoping I've got a a fair few good years left in me yet. Mate, you charged home uh, last week in the uh, PGA Championship. So, can I ask you a bit this about Min Woo Lee? Is he uh, a quiet sort of kid, or has he got a little bit of uh, scallywag about him? Um, oh no, I certainly wouldn't call him quiet, but I think he's uh, quietly confident. Um, yeah, right. He's a you know good fella, but he's got the game to to back it up. So um, yeah, he's uh, obviously proved that um, he's the real deal 
last week and, well, I mean, the last couple of years, really, he's had a, a pretty good run. Okay, this is coming up, the Australian Open. It's, it's a big one, but I want to take you back 10 years, if you don't mind, Mark, to... For me, it's one of the greatest Australian uh, moments ever. Now, Adam Scott wins the Masters, Brian, mm. but people forget the top four that particular Masters had three Australians, including our man, Mark Leishman. So Mark finished equal fourth with who, Brian? Who would you guess? When you think Masters in recent times, you mm. think who? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Who did you pair up with, Mark, in that last round that day? I actually played with Scotty. Um, so when he made that putt on 18 uh, and we thought he'd won, actually, we, he gave me a ripping high five. Um, pretty, it'd been raining for a couple of hours. And I remember I had about a four footer um, to finish tied fourth. It was worth a fair bit of money. And um, I remember my hand was bright red and ringing and just, you know, when it burns after a real good high five. And I remember I had a four footer to try and try and finish tied fourth. So, um <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was great memories. I remember being on the side of the green there when he uh, he made that putt to what ended up being to get into a playoff. But it was yeah pretty special to have that front seat view. Well, I've seen this photo many times, and I've used it in various speaking gigs in that Brian. Where I think it's one of the great iconic Australian moments. Where, for all intents and purposes, Mark Leishman is taking on and he's a competitor of Adam Scott. Adam Scott sinks the putt that he's talking about, and in the background. You can see Adam, uh, sorry, Mark, pumping his fists. So pumped to see Adam do it. He's a competitor, awesome. and he's just got right behind him. Another Aussie, Mate, what, a, what a great moment that was, Mark. Yeah, well, um, I, I hit one in the water on 15, and that probably sunk my chances to, to win. So, um, you know, I was a, like any other Australian, just wasn't sitting on a couch in front of a TV. I, was, I had that front row view. So, um, yeah, it was unbelievable to be there, obviously, um, it was just a just to, to to pump my fist like probably every other Australian did. So, uh, pretty special moment, and um, just it's just awesome to see one of your good mates, um, you know, fulfil a, a lifetime dream, I guess. Hey, Mark, how's the uh, Leishman Lager going? Still kicking goals? Yeah, it's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, it's still going all right. We're, um, we're obviously still trying to get it into more places, but um, yeah, we're still ticking along, and um, hopefully. A lot of people will be uh, buying some over the Christmas break to, to have a couple. Give us a bit of what is it? What is it? Is it a crafty beer or is it just a lager? Sell it to us, Leash. It's a, it's a we brewed it as a mid strength, but um, but to try and taste like a, a full strength beer with the with the flavour. Certainly not a I wouldn't say it tastes like a craft brew. It tastes like a just a normal you know lager, I guess you'd say. Um, but um, yeah, it's one of those beers you can if you're gonna if you're planning on having a few, it's a it's a good one. You can you can have a few and still uh, still function all right, but still get do, that good taste. Do any of the players get around it too? Like any of the foreigners? Like are we? Yeah, like any, yeah, um, yeah. All the boys like... that have tried it have loved it. Yeah. Um, when we were over in Adelaide this year for live, it was it was on course, and we we sold a a, a heap of it. So um, yeah, the players all loved it. It was at all the functions. Um, yeah, the boys enjoy it, and um, hopefully it'll really take off soon. Mark, can I ask you about the party hole? Uh, you obviously, Live Golf's going back to Adelaide again. How does our party hole, or Adelaide's party hole, compared to the one in Phoenix? Yeah, it's um, a fair bit. I mean, I guess similar. It's just a, a bit smaller. Uh, the one at Phoenix, they have, they probably get about 
oh, 15,000 people in there. Um, the one in Adelaide is a bit smaller, but it's a bit closer too. So um, a little more intimidating, I would say, the one in in Adelaide, just with the it's a long shoot out of the off the tee between the grandstands. So if you're if you're a bit off, you can um, actually hit it in the stands there. It's a pretty ordinary shot to hit it into the stands in Phoenix. Now, Mark, your career, like it's an amazing career. You've finished uh, top five twice in the Masters. Top five. The pressure of going to that final round and you're finishing in the top five. You've finished top five in the Open Championship twice, including a runners-up. What's the one you want? What's the one that you desperately want? Um, I mean, probably the two you mentioned. I mean, if I had to choose one... It would probably be the British Open, just because I got so close. Um, you know, losing in a playoff there, but I mean, honestly, any major, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. But I'll, if I had to choose one, it'd be the probably the British Open or the Masters. But I'll say British. What are we thinking? Who, who do you see as the major dangers for the Australian Open? Uh, a lot of good players, actually. A lot of good players. Um, I think Cam's going to be pretty determined after a bit of an off week last week. Um, I know he was pretty disappointed and he's uh, been practicing hard early this week and actually playing quite nice. So uh, Cam will be hard to beat. Um, Min Woo Lee's obviously playing very well. And um, as far as the international guys, I think Wako Neiman, um, he's a very good player and he's probably back on, on time, the Australian time and ready for a big week as well. Now, Brian, can you please explain to Mark Leishman, our guest, the run home effect? Basically, Mark, so we, ha- we had AFL guys on or we had rugby league guys on and they score a try or they'll kick four or five goals. So basically, you've come on our show now, so you will win. You'll win the Aussie Open. That's in a nutshell. Beautiful. Yep. Sounds so good well to done. me. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll bring the trophy in on Monday and we'll have a beer out of it. All right, Fletch, we have been broadcasting from Warburgers. Yes. Down here in Circular Quay today for me mm. and the whole week for you. Yes. So we've got a very special guest on the line. Uh, the namesake of mm. Warburgers, Paul Warburg, joins us live now on the run home. How good is this? Paul, welcome to the run home. Thank you very much. Really great to be here. Hey, Paul, do we call you Paul or Chef or Chef Paul? <laughs> um, pa- call me Paul. Paul okay, <laughs> that's fine. Hey, Paul pa- Warburger. Paul, let's get into it. Um, what was the inspiration behind Warburgers? So um, we had already opened El Manove, um, our sister restaurant, and we, my partners and I were talking, and they, I, they discovered I ate a lot of hamburgers, and it was just kind of this thing, and, you know, the um, better-built burgers were just starting to really kind of take off here, and um, so it was just an opportunity, and we looked at it, and, and we, you know, we were really excited by it, and it was an opportunity for us to really kind of pay homage to where we came from. You know, being Paul, you know, you know, growing up in Dorchester and, and and all of that. Paul, I first stumbled across Warburgers. I think it was back in 2015 or 16. I was in Vegas on a boys' trip. We're all we're all fired up. Let's go to Warburgers while we're in Vegas. There was a line down the entire strip. It was that popular. Um, how long did it take for Warburgers to kind of catch fire and then eventually make it out here to Australia? Um, we've been open now about 12 years, and um, I think Australia. It's, it's been work we've been working on Australia for probably four or five and kind of just kind of working working our way through and it's just you know it, it's I, I don't know catching fire but you know we're just kind of plugging along doing our thing 
Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. All of those great chats with Gary Jubilant, Toddy Gurley, Mark Leishman, Paulie Warburg, Sports Day and Bozza, they can all be found on our YouTube channel. So all you've got to do, search The Run Home with Joel and Fletch, put your feet up on the dash, press play and enjoy.